This is African News Tonight on The Voice of America. Hello and welcome. Welcome to African News Tonight from the English to Africa service of The Voice of America, your source for Pan-African news and world developments. I'm Yehiyas Wuhib in Washington. Coming up on African News Tonight... A coward, absolute coward, wouldn't even face AKA and shoots him right at the back and runs away. I even posted and said, they've just killed hip-hop. That's Dr. Sifo Sitole, an arts and culture academic, on the shooting death of South African rapper. Details coming up. Also, Cameroon is celebrating the 90th birthday of President Paul Bia. Zambia says fall army worm infestations could devastate food security. And in Turkey and Syria, the earthquake death toll has risen to 35,000. We have these stories and more on African News tonight. We start with our top story. February is Black History Month in the United States, a month that recognizes the contributions of African Americans. This year's theme is Black Resistance. For more on how this month is being celebrated by black people in America, I'm joined live from the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial by VOA's Ignatius Anor. Hello, Ignatius. Hi, Yahayas. Good morning and nice to talk to you again. So you've spoken to a number of African Americans there in the memorial. How are they marking this special month? Thanks, Yahayas. So for them, it is a call for unity, particularly amongst African Americans. I've been here for the past two hours and quite a few people keep trickling in Number one, to reflect on how African-Americans have come as far as calls for racial and economic equality and equity in this country is concerned. It is my pleasure, Yehayas, to introduce Azizia and Kenyatta. They are coming all the way from Indiana, uh, joining us live here at the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial. I'll start with you, Azizia. Thank you for joining us on African News tonight. So what does this day mean to you as a black person or african-american in america i think good morning first of all i think that where we are as a people today i believe that we have come far from where we began during the civil rights and those things but i i believe that we still have a long way to go there are a lot of injustices and inequalities that still happen today, that we must be diligent every day when we go out into society to make sure that we create an equal place for ourselves and to to ensure and command a space in where others make and create us equally inside in society. Thanks. So let me come to you, Kenyatta. For example, uh, the theme for this year's celebration is Black Resistance. Are you resisting anything in 2023 as an African-American? Am I resisting anything? Um, I'm resisting the fact that, you know, how we are treated and how things are being kind of covered up in certain aspects. I believe um, it's also noticed that as black folks, if we come together and stick together, we're very powerful. So that way they try to separate certain divisions and take out things in school so we won't know much about our history to the fact that we can't really come together and actually know the depths of everything about the history of black folks. Thank you so much. I'll give you the very last word, uh, Azizia. 
moving forward, what do you want to see? I want to see equity. I want to ensure that everyone is treated fairly. I want to ensure that we determine what it is that fair means to us, not something that you just, okay, here you go. No, I think that we as a people, we as a society need to determine what it is that we believe is fair and then go out and we instruct those people on what that is for us. Thank you to the both of you for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, too. So, yeah, 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 you just had me speak to uh, two African-American, Azizia and Kenyatta, on exactly what this means to them. They want to see unity, and they want African-Americans in particular to lead the fight and ensure that other people who are not African-Americans, for instance, Caucasians, for example, understand what it is like to be an African-American in the U.S. today. This year's theme is Black Resistance from the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, VOA's Ignatius Anor, thank you for your input. Thank you, Yahya. Police in South Africa have promised swift action after one of the country's most popular rappers, Kirnan Forbes, was gunned down in public. Two men opened fire on the 35-year-old artist and a friend shortly after they left a restaurant Friday night in the East Coast city of Durban. Darren Taylor reports. Forbes hit local airwaves in 2010 with the single Victory Lap. The title turned out to be appropriate, as from then on, his music featured regularly on radio and nightclub playlists across Africa. As AKA, Forbes also gained international accolades, with several nominations for a Black Entertainment Television Award in the United States and an MTV Europe Music Award. Footage from the restaurant security camera shows Forbes embracing a man outside the Wish restaurant on Durban's popular Florida Road. As the rapper and his businessman friend, Tabelo Tibbs Motswane, walk towards their car, two men approach and shoot them at close range. I can only describe it as uh, total chaos. Gareth Jamison was the first paramedic on the scene. We arrived to find a large crowd and then unfortunately once word started getting out that it was this famous rapper, it attracted a lot more people. Unfortunately, the one man had already passed away on our arrival with uh, gunshot wounds and the second man was found inside the premises in a critical condition. Despite advanced life support treatments, the man unfortunately went into a state of cardiac arrest due to the injuries he had sustained. We did try to resuscitate the man for a lengthy time. However, his uh, injuries too were too severe and uh, he passed away on the scene. Dr. Sipo Sitole, an arts and culture academic, was friends with both Forbes and Motswane. He received a message late Friday night that they'd been executed as he puts it. I first thought it was just a lie, you know, but I just couldn't sleep. I could not believe what was transpiring because we imagined that it was actually true that AKA and Tips had passed away. Sitole became close to Forbes when he interviewed the artist for his PhD on hip-hop a few years ago. 
I've researched this genre and I've looked at how young people escape poverty using this art form and how they have managed and became successful and only just wanting to rap and wanting to be heard. He says AKA was a good, generous spirit. He remembers organizing a celebrity soccer game for charity a few years ago, during which Forbes played. And I remember that I, I took him out before the game finished and he was complaining, said, but Bapsipo, I was the superstar of the game. I was the superstar. You're not supposed to take me out. And I said, but we needed to, to give you a break and get other people to, to come and play. Sitole says, as painful as it is, he can't stop watching the CCTV footage released by police of the shooting. I mean, I saw the video of this person who just ran after him. A coward, absolute coward. Wouldn't even face AKA and shoots him right at the back and runs away. I even posted and said, they've just killed hip hop. South African police say they're investigating the killings and don't want to speculate about a possible motive. Friends, colleagues and family of both Forbes and Motswane say they can't think of anyone who disliked the men so much as to want them dead. For VOA News, I'm Darren Taylor in Johannesburg. Today is World Radio Day. Next, you'll be hearing some opinions from our listeners, our listeners expressing their views in what World Radio Day means to them across the continent. Hey, my name is Rita James, and yes, I trust radio stations in South Sudan because um, they give always a reliable information and they act as a bridge between the let me say the government and the public. Thank you, VOA. My name is Wal Mapal Mayan. I trust radio as a source of uh, accurate and credible information in South Sudan. This is because uh, the information that radios in South Sudan are providing are actually accurate, you know, in educating people, in informing people, and also towards peace building. Radio plays a very crucial role in all these aspects. I'm Malal Peter. I, I do trust radio. Uh, actually, radios. Uh, there are a lot of community radios that are doing a lot of impact, like giving out information and all that. So I do trust radios. Uh, my name is uh, Abu Jas. I'm a regular listener to all the media stations in South Sudan. I want to congratulate all my journalists. I want to say to them, uh, happy World Radio Day, happy broadcasting day. I trust radio, I'm a friend to the media, and I call myself a media activist. Okay, uh, call me Samuel Suleiman, a South Sudanese nationality. And uh, this day is a very important day for us as a South Sudanese, because for me, I take radio like uh, uh, how to get uh, information from abroad or inside the country. That is why today I'm very proud because today is very important for me. I'm Emil Desiama John. Trust Radio Station because they give accurate information. And uh, journalists from Radio uh, radio House, they really give chance to, to listeners to give their voices, their views on what is taking place in South Sudan, more especially like this. Uh, first, uh, I'm so happy that today I've seen you. I've been listening to VOA 
Uh, actually, my, uh, the person who inspired me to listen to news is uh, your colleague John Tanza. Uh, send my regards to him. Radio actually is the correct or it is the best place information center. My name is Ayawini Eric and I'm really very glad to share my excitement with the VOA today. Uh, I wish everybody a, world, a happy World Radio Day. Um, more especially in my side, I'm really very glad. I urge our government to always support journalists in South Sudan by not restricting them and giving out their information. I do listen to Voice of America when I come back from markets. When I'm having my rest, I tune my radio and hear what they say. Happy World Radio Day to Voice of America. Well, I listen to radio when I need to listen to it. Like as the thing is going in Nigeria now, I turn on my radio to listen to it. I don't actually listen to radio that much, but the condition of Nigeria make me to listen to radio. Let me see, by 8.39, when I'm done from work, that's it. Happy World Radio Day to Voice of America. I listen to the radio because of my mom. And when I listen to the radio is uh, uh, when I'm in the house with her, Shara. Like, she listens to the radio all the time. Based on my mom, she do listen to radio, so I listen when she listens. So most times I find myself listening to radio, sometimes by accident, like when I'm in the Uber or something. And most times it's just, you know, just to distract myself from the everyday, you know, social media and all. So I listen to radio. I listen to radio because... I tend to find new songs, if I'm being honest. Happy World Radio Day to Voice of America. Today, as you heard, is World Radio Day. The theme for the 12th edition of the World Radio Day is Radio and Peace. Radio station managers in South Sudan say they face huge challenges operating in the country. John Wulu, who works for the community-based top FM radio station in Juba, says power cuts, a lack of equipment and finances remain some of the leading challenges facing radio stations in South Sudan. The Association for Media Development, or AMDIS, in South Sudan says there are no financial support for radio stations in the country. Meantime, more than 3 billion people tune in to listen to the radio every week. The United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, says the broadcasting system is still the most powerful mode of communication. As the world marks World Radio Day today, UNESCO says radio remains a popular medium because of its accessibility and resourcefulness. Amid, amid a surge in violent attacks, a top Nigerian police official says the force has set up an interagency consultative committee on election security ahead of the national voting. Muiwa Adijebo, a chief superintendent and police spokesperson, says the committee comprises sister security agencies. He says police have been deployed to areas that threat analysis says are prone to possible attacks.
Nigerians will elect a new president and National Assembly on February 25th. Two weeks later, they will choose governors and members of state legislatures. Adijebo spoke to reporter Mike Mbonye about preparations for the elections. He says police are ready to ensure the process is peaceful. The police has always been uh, in the forefront, the lead agency, the coordinating agency for election security management. So we have been part of the process right from the beginning, starting from even registration of party, party congresses, primaries, now to the time we're having full campaigns. So we've been part of this system. It is not that we are just preparing for the elections. No. We are being part of the, the, the pre-election period. We are just moving towards the main post. And after that, we are ready this period. Uh, all right, sir. If I... We are ready. We have done what we should. We have done our operation order to capture deployment, admin, enforcement of the law, and what have you. We have incorporated all relevant security agencies into the committee to manage this election. The, 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 the body called ISIS, Interagency Consultative Committee on Election Security, is put here by the IGP. And other security agencies are members of this committee. Uh, all right. So we have been working with them. We have been discussing with them. We have done our deployment to capture areas that are prone to possible attacks due to our threat analysis. So we have done the needful and we are good to go. I always say, no cause for alarm. There are reported incidents of uh, violence here and there in some campaign venues. Is the police on top of the situation as uh, we head to the polls? Um, those who are engaged that they know themselves. I want to make sure that if such occurs, we do the needful to suppress such arrest and arrest perpetrators of those uh, conflicts or violent attacks. And we have done a lot. Many have been arrested, and we have been monitoring campaigns and rallies across the country. So we 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 know how to handle them, and they know how to handle themselves. <laughs> And whatever we want to do to make sure we sustain the temple, we continue to sustain the temple. Any special training for commanders or your personnel on this election? Did you carry out any special training for them, sir? Uh, we, have, we, have been doing, we have been doing trainings for officers. If you follow trends of my press releases and the trend of activities in the Nigerian police force has, has emplaced for smooth running of this electoral process, you will know that right from August 4, 2022, we have commenced training and we are still on with our trainees. And we are, we have no cause for alarm. Nigeria should go out and um, do the needful, count their force. Those that have their PVC should go out. Those who don't have their PVC should stay in their home. They should not go out. We don't want anybody out. If you don't have your PVC, you cannot go out. Stay in your house. That was Muyawa Adijobi, spokesperson of the Nigerian police. He spoke with reporter Mike Mbonye by phone from Abuja, Nigeria. 
You're listening to African News Tonight on The Voice of America. Cameroon is celebrating the 90th birthday of President Paul Bia, the world's oldest head of government. Supporters say they hope he will extend his four decades in power when the next election comes in 2025. Opponents say Bia has become authoritarian and cite concerns about his health. Young people, especially students, have been forced to take part in Bia's birthday activities, as Moki Edwin Kinzaka reports from Yaoundé, Cameroon. This song, Rigo, by Cameroon's legendary artist Jojo Ngale, blasts through speakers at the 5,000-seat multipurpose sports complex in Cameroon's capital, Yaoundé. Ngale says in the song that Bia should be credited for bringing rigor and moralization to Cameroon. Among the senior state functionaries celebrating the anniversary is Philemon Young, Cameroon's immediate past prime minister and Bia's close collaborator. Young says he is celebrating an exceptionally good leader who has brought peace and development to Cameroon. We are celebrating longevity achievements, political achievements, economic achievements. You can imagine uh, democratization, that's a big achievement. So we are celebrating many things. Rigor is with us. Moralization is with us. And most of all, living together. These are psychological achievements which can never be reduced to nothing. We don't see them, they are invisible, but extremely important to us. The government says public places in towns and villages across Cameroon hosted activities Monday marking Bia's 90th birthday. Bia has been Cameroon's president since 1982. He took over from Cameroon's first president, Amadou Ahijo. Bia served as prime minister for seven years before becoming president. He has won all multi-party elections since 1992, Although opposition parties have always complained the elections were heavily rigged, in 2008 he removed term limits from the constitution allowing him to serve indefinitely. His current mandate ends in 2025. During the birthday celebrations Monday, Bia's ruling Cameroon People's Democratic Movement Party called on the non-agenarian to seek another term. If Bia were to win the 2025 election, he would be 95 when the mandate ends in 2030. The government says young people came out voluntarily to celebrate because they love Bia. However, geography teacher Henry Binzinyoy says the government instructed secondary school and university students to attend the celebrations. I was born in the mid-80s. Bia was already the president of Cameroon. I am almost 40 years, and the man is still the president of Cameroon. It's hurting. Cameroonians need a change. If people are celebrating Bia, throwing parties and calling students to come join them, is hypocrisy at its highest level. Bia was not physically present at his Yaoundé birthday celebration. Local media often raise concerns about his age and health. But the government says Bia is in excellent shape. Bia was last seen in public on Friday 10 while delivering a message for Cameroon Youth Day, celebrated the following day. In the message, Bia asked young people to count on him and his government for more development projects, schools, universities, roads, 
hospitals, electricity, and water. However, opposition political parties blame Bia for what they call an economic disaster in Cameroon, despite the Central African state's rich natural resources. Violet Fokum is the executive director of the Center for Human Rights and Democracy. She says Bia has not been able to solve rampant corruption and the separatist crisis that have killed more than 3,500 people since 2017. Look at the number of children who have dropped out of school. 10% of girls married before the ages of 15 and then 31 by the age of 18. Schools have been shut down. When these kids are on the streets, they are recruited as child soldiers or they become bushwives to non-state armed groups. The 90-year-old Bia is the world's oldest serving leader and Africa's second longest serving president after his neighbor, Teodoro Obiang president of Equatorial Guinea. Obiang has been in power since 1979. Moki Edwin Kinzaka for VOA News, Yawundi, Cameroon. And that wraps up this edition of African News Tonight. I'm Yehiyas Wuhib in Washington. For all the latest developments on the continent 24-7, visit our website at voaafrica.com. On behalf of our producer, Mokbilia Baro, and our engineer, Al Santos, thanks for choosing the Voice of America. <laughs>